Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Behind the Register. Uh, I'm here with Andrea of Soleil Skin Studio. Uh, beautiful background, beautiful studio there. You're in downtown Fredericksburg. Um, Andrea, you're an esthetician. And um, so we're gonna really talk about that because I love that we're both in the same industry and so much has happened uh, with COVID and with everything this year. Um, so it would be just nice to connect. And I did wanna talk to you about things, um, about the year and just how it went, how's it going for you. Um, and just it, it just would be fun to just see what you saw of the industry and things. But first, tell us where you're located um, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you come to this profession? Um, my, my business is Soleil Skin Studio, and I'm located at 319 Williams Street, right in downtown on Restaurant Row. So it's a great location, um, right on the same block as Hyperion, so directly downtown. And um, I guess I can just go right in and talk about kind of how I started in this career field. Um, so in 2011, I finished, I graduated college at Virginia Tech, and I was just feeling kind of like sort of lost in what I had studied, and I didn't really want to be going into that as a degree or as a career, and so my aunt is actually an esthetician out in Colorado and um, now in Texas, but she kind of inspired me because I have always been interested in skincare and just wellness oriented things like yoga and just bettering the self. And so it became kind of this like curiosity. And I was like, well, you know, as I'm applying for jobs, I'm going to go ahead and just go to aesthetic school and kind of like see if that's the right path. It was sort of this like intuitive sense of like, this is kind of your thing. And when I started off at the Aveda Institute in DC um, for my basic training, it was kind of just like love at first sight. Everything felt right. Um, and I just loved how they kind of started more with like that holistic aspect of like the mind body connection and incorporating like essential oils into your treatments and a lot of massage. And so all of that kind of just really spoke to me and I really just kind of fell in love with it. And that's what kind of catapulted things almost 10 years ago. What did you study before? So I actually studied um, geography and geology. Okay. Specifically like GIS, remote sensing and satellite image analysis. <laughs> so a completely different world, but you'd be surprised how much um, connection you can get with um, some of the stuff I studied in geology, like the types of clays that are in like beauty products. And so there, and the minerals that are in um, beauty products. Um, so there is definitely connections. That's but totally really interesting. I love that. Yeah. Uh, I'm also a VEDA trained too. I went to hey, VEDA cool. in New York too. So I think oh, that awesome. they really do offer a good foundation, but they also had a different take on on facials, like it wasn't just, you know, chemicals, it was really natural and geared yeah. towards mind-body connection. I love that. Yeah. Um, so tell us, so how did you end up in Fredericksburg? So um, when I was in aesthetic school, um, I was approached by um, Priscilla who owns Tulip Salon Spa. Um, they're now located over by Wegmans. And she was kind of recruiting for her salon at that time. And, um, 
I did an interview with her and really liked just continuing with the Aveda line. And that's kind of what I knew at that point. And I wanted to stick with something that was like a plant-based natural line and had those kinds of values and mission. Um, so I started working at Tulip in 20, uh, 2012 and um, stayed with them for about five years total. And um, were you living somewhere else before or were you in Fredericksburg? So I was living in Manassas and commuting to Fredericksburg. Okay. So it was kind of a far commute at that point. Um, but it was like that job was my passion. And so the commute didn't even bother me. That's awesome. And But you're now, you're local here now. So yes. Now I'm local. I live right downtown. So it's like the perfect commute. <laughs> Easy. And it's just nice to be part of the community down here. Of course. Yeah. Um, so tell us about like what an esthetician does because i'm sure a lot of people that are listening or watching it, it's a very like misnomer the name too mm -hmm. right because aesthetics is just like beauty and outward appearance right. um, so then you're a technician of that probably right it's just a yeah. break down the, the word of it um but what what do you think it all encompasses or how do you see that um as an like describe an esthetician or your role or yeah so an esthetician um a lot of people like you said kind of get stumbled on that word um but it is a licensed professional that performs um skincare kind of conditioning services uh, waxing and other beautification services and while there's like a lot of different approaches to skincare um, I feel like mine is a little bit more unique just in the sense that I'm taking into consideration all of the lifestyle factors and that's what makes me more of a holistic esthetician. Um, and for those that don't know, in Virginia, there's two levels of aesthetics. So you can go to school and do 600 hours for your basic training and then add in another 600 for your master training and that's where I'm at. Um, so I have my master license, which that allows me to do the kind of more advanced treatments where you can do chemical peels, microderm, um, cleaning. yeah, exactly. So, um, and kind of my forte is, um, kind of delving more into, like I said, the holistic treatments where we're incorporating more massage and more reflexology, gua sha, cupping, um, and then taking into consideration the nutritional aspects too, um, because I do have a background in nutrition as I well. I saw that, which is yeah. really, I mean, honestly, like you can do exterior with the skin, but a lot of what your diet is affects, you know, your health and it translates through the skin too. So having that component, you're able to really yeah. get into maybe some of the roots of what, you know, could be causing some people some issues with their skin. Totally. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by Skin Touch Therapy Spa. We are a boutique spa offering massage, skincare, and natural nail services. Located in the heart of downtown Fredericksburg and Culpeper, Virginia, schedule online or purchase a gift certificate for someone to enjoy. Spa local. Do you, do you talk a lot with your relative? Was it your aunt that, that you said was there? Mm -hmm. Do you talk a lot about like aesthetics and how it's evolved um, from when she was doing it or what, what how it's evolved currently? Um, 
Bachelor, I we we talk more about um, kind of like products and things like different differences in the lines that we're using. Um, and we'll kind of spitball off each other sometimes with like treatments that we're doing. Um, or like if there's any mentors that we're kind of into, it's nice to have that person um, that you can kind of go to that uh, to share that information. And it's right. always good to continuously grow and like do those trainings and talk about it with other people. So I think for skincare, there's just so much and always so much to learn. You know, there's a lot of research coming out. There's a lot of products um, and there's a lot of techniques, but it's also technology has changed so much too. So it's, it's ever evolving. Yeah. You know, uh, which is interesting. Totally. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, maybe in the eighties is when they started to really come out with all these machines, um, and kind of extras that you could do for your skin. But I really feel like kind of to my core that all those extras, they can be great and provide excellent treatments, but it really comes down to the basics and the quality in what that, those basic kind of treatments are providing your skin. Because again, like it really just comes down to the health of your skin. And we want to make sure that our actual skin, um, the organ is healthy and that we're eating well and conditioning it with the correct products. I think also, I think the, the role of an esthetician sometimes is like just understanding what's happening, right? Yeah. And being able to translate that to the client that might not know and make those connections of like, oh, you're eating poorly, it's coming out like this, or you're using the wrong type of product for the type of skin you're using. Yes. So then it's just kind of that education part of it. Then it just gives them that awareness and they're able to really do their own self-care. Right. Um, then really helps, but everybody has all different types of skin and there's so many different products um, that I think it's nice to have an esthetician to kind of guide you Absolutely. through, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's a really, it, I think it's a really fun career and it, it's a really, um, it's so interesting, I think, because so much has changed and I think it's evolved. And I think it's, what's interesting too, is not, it, it, um, estheticians used to be like in spas or in hair salons it kind of like grew out of of that sometimes but I find like now more and more there's a lot of solo estheticians like you that are small business owners uh, and you see this across America that you know there are more service-based businesses in main streets um, and there's a lot of businesses like yours you know yeah. uh, which is is why I wanted to talk too because COVID happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and because I think a lot of people don't know about aesthetics or skincare and realize that this industry, I feel like was really budding and growing so strong. Um, and then COVID hit. And, it, and since it's a newer business than someone, because, you know, everybody knows about a hair salon, right? But maybe they don't know about, you know, skincare studio or, a, you know, that, that kind of got lost in the dialogue between decision making. Yeah. Right, know? exactly. Tell us about just your experience, what happened. You opened up earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, share with us just kind of the roller coaster of it all. Yeah, so I got the lease to my current location 
back in January, but that entire month was um, dedicated to doing renovations in it. So I wasn't actually in it. And I was able to, at that time, share a studio space with Vicki Newlinger at Fountain yeah. of You. So she was so gracious and allowed me to work out of her spot. And um, it wasn't until maybe like the second week of February that I fully moved into this location. And, you know, I got a few weeks in there before we had the major shutdowns. And um, so I know that you felt that too, where complete shutdown, couldn't go to work. And obviously you can't plan for something like a pandemic. Um, so your mind kind of goes into this like survival mode of like fight or flight, trying to figure out what's next. And you start getting really creative and you start to just figure out how you can offer your talent to the world without actually touching people in a touch-based business, which is like, how do you do that? So you, um, a lot of my clients at that point in time were actually acne clients. And I see my acne clients on like a two to three week basis. And um, we just started designing these custom kits and, um, that's kind of where the initial um, uh, part of my services started to, to transform and pivot to be able to kind of keep up with what was going on. So I really just started doing like those customized facial kits, um, continuing with my current clients. I wasn't really taking any new clients on at that time because just didn't know what was going on. And it was just a very chaotic time. So um, basically just kind of push more on the product end to keep up with all of those um, great services that we were doing before to maintain the integrity of the skin through such a kind of questionable time. So yeah, so we just started with those custom um, kits, which was kind I, of the lifesaver. You were doing uh, like virtual consultations too a little bit, right? Yeah, so I mean, I was doing a few, like my acne clients, we would do virtual consultations because it's important, of course, to actually see the skin, know what we're working with. So there was a lot of just communication with my clients, like text-based, so it became very personal, um, just shooting texts back and forth, like, what's going on with your skin today? Send me a picture. And so we kind of just like worked with um, things that way and like tweaked um, skin regimens that way. Um, and I think it was really successful. And I think people really appreciate that kind of um, both customer service and just the personability of it all, of being able to just text your esthetician, <laughs> you're like an esthetician on demand um, versus having to go through like um, a larger business and it's harder to, to get a custom treatment that way. They got a direct connection yeah. and, and also more personalized care, which I think is, is, is so crucial in, in service-based businesses because you know, for you, the skin is not just like a massage, right? It's, it's more lifestyle-based. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to kind of figure out like what they're doing and, and, and see if they're consistent and, or doing what they should be doing. It's almost like a personal trainer, you know, if they really yeah. want a goal, you're gonna have to give them a regimen, but also see if they're sticking to it too. Absolutely. And that's why like for a lot of my acne clients, for instance, we see them on a two week basis because 
it really is kind of like a hit workout, if you will. So you have to constantly be at it and you're not going to do the same workout every day of your life. So you've got, always got to switch it up and make sure that it's working for them. I find that when you go into a facial, it's like giving your skin like a boost or like a deep clean, you know, exactly. uh, or like you're just giving it that workout. But, you know, when you go back home, you have to eat right. You have to, you know, take care of it too. You have to have your home care in order to sustain that boost uh, with it. Totally. Yeah. So those facial treatments are really designed to just get rid of the extra dead skin and allow your products that you're using at home to work better because you've removed that top layer that you don't really need. And um, that just allows all of your products to sink in a little bit deeper and you just see that instant glow in your skin. So it's definitely like a vital thing to me. Um, I know that our lawmakers weren't feeling that way, <laughs> but through the COVID restrictions, so. So let's talk about that. When when you close, did you? It, it's interesting to when we when we're doing different uh, interviews, just when people thought they were going to reopen, you know, because um, yeah. there were some people that just were like three weeks, you know, yeah. and it was months. Um, yeah. And for I feel like an esthetician, and a lot of people might not know this, is that it was actually longer because there was more restrictions that you know maybe like a dentist didn't have you had a mass res restriction on your services um, for facials that then restricted a lot of just normal operating business how long did you think you were going to be closed down for you think well i remember watching the governor's um talk on in march and he announced that like march 23rd was going to be complete shutdown and i want to say at that point it was like for what, three, four weeks or something. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, end of April, we'll open back up. Um, things are gonna be normal again. And then it got pushed back <laughs> and then it got pushed back again. So it really wasn't until um, I believe late September is when we kind of all like these estheticians realized that we can be doing facial treatments with these mini masks. And so I had these mini masks made by Arc Interior and she made these masks that just cover over the important parts of the nose and the mouth. And um, that at least allowed us to kind of treat the rest of the face and the neck and chest um, and at least get people back into a little bit of normalcy. Um, and I think people really appreciated that, but it wasn't until um, the beginning of this month or November, <laughs> that right. we officially were allowed to have clients remove their mask and get a full treatment. So realistically, what, that was like seven, eight months of shutdown. <laughs> right, which is, it's, it's right difficult to, to translate, especially like that's your bread and butter, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the clients, and I know this, the clients are, would call um, and didn't want a mask, but we had to do it. We we're mandated, we're licensed professionals. Yeah. We're following guidelines. Absolutely. Uh, not only for sanitation, but uh, of course for this. Um, and, you know, they were like, well, we'll just come back when, when it's done. And, you know, we just didn't know when it would come back, you yep. know? Um, did you get that same kind of, I mean, there, and then there's a flip side where there are people dying to come back, you know, they needed. Yep 
the service, if they knew about it, they knew the value of it. Um, and I'm sure the little mini mass, they were graciously would take it just because yeah. um, there's a supporting, but they also valued what you do, you know? Yeah. So I think that's probably like the main difference between like, like the two of us where for me, because I'm just myself, um, I feel like they really, my clients really like valued or kind of had that compassion towards me um, having all those months off of work. And they just really wanted to support me and kind of get started. And I know that nobody wanted to be wearing those masks during their facials, but they were really um, cooperative with that understanding. And they kind of knew that that's, that's what you had to do to get back um, to business. And I think that with any small business, like your people just want to support you and in whatever means necessary. So I was really, really fortunate and blessed to have that kind of support behind me to be able to just get back to work um, and have people help me with that along the way. I think, I mean, I think Fredericksburg is very supportive to small business and it's not even though your own business was, you know, one year, but you've worked in the town and mm -hmm. you, you know, and you've been here, so you've made your you you have your loyal clients, and yeah. so, and they're there to support you, which is I think really special about Fredericksburg. Totally, um, you know. Yeah. So it was nice that they came out uh, and did that. Right. Um, do you so like? Oh, I, I think it's interesting. Have you you know when this whole thing was happening? Um, obviously, I was following a lot of Facebook groups and just even talking because different states opened up facials at different times, you know, and even, you know, I feel like Virginia was more restrictive, um, but because in Maryland and DC, I think they were doing facials back in May, you know? Yeah, um, they were. <laughs> so it was, it was like really, really hard, um, I think, to just see, and I, and that, you know, I knew what was happening with this is my community, like, you know, all these other estheticians in the community, just to see that it's, it's it was so difficult, you know, and eventually the Virginia estheticians did come together mm -hmm. to kind of lobby uh, politicians more to, to open up some of the restrictions. You know, they could see that other states, it wasn't causing this, you know, COVID transmission yeah. uh, a little bit too. And, and there was ways to keep it more safe. Uh, right time. exactly and I think like when it because you and I we operate businesses where it's a one-on-one -on -one setting and it's very we already have very strict sanitation protocols and so I would say that like with respect to that I feel like I didn't change that much regarding sanitation I added in extra surfaces that I maybe wouldn't clean between every client but now you know everything's getting wiped down um and because it's that one-on-one -on -one, um, setting, you know, you're not having people walking through. It's not like a hair salon where you have people walking back and forth. It is a little bit more controlled in that sense. Right. Um, and so I feel like um, I was glad that like, you know, the estheticians, like you said, were able to kind of uh, rally together to be able to bring that to the attention of our lawmakers to allow us to open up because we did have all those sanitation protocols to begin with. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so, you go through schooling, so much of that is how to not cross contaminate, not how not to transmit, you know, skin, um, you know, 
diseases and things like that. It's so much of that is that control. Um, so we're like so hyper aware, like I am super yeah. clean too, you know, I'm like, you can't put that there or like, if you put it there, you got to wash that. And, you know, <laughs> um, so it was, so when, when this all happened, I was like, oh, we are ready. We are licensed people and we know how to reduce that transmission to keep clients safe, you know? Um, uh, one thing I think that's really kind of an advantage or interesting is that, you know, you're small as, so I feel like I'm small too, is yeah. that like when the clients come, it's not like they're in a room full of 30 people. They're not yeah. in a big spa where there's a large people gathering. And, you know, in, in a typical day, you know, you may see, I'm sure less than 20 people, you know, yeah. you're not, you're not, if, if it's like one hour appointments, you're not doing 20 hours of, you know, that, you know. Um, so I feel like that's an advantage for small businesses that people can come to you and, you know, they'll feel a lot safer because there isn't a lot of people coming through those doors or they're not for you. They're the only ones that you're paying attention to, you know, right. not yeah. like they're in a room full of five other people. Exactly. Um, and with, um, COVID, like really the only thing that I changed within my business to accommodate some of the concerns for COVID was I just added some extra time between each client to be able to um, just ensure that nobody was even going to be um, walking past each other when they're leaving. Um, and, you know, even though it extends my day, I know that it's helping to protect my clients and making sure that everything feels really safe for them and that they know that I'm doing the best that I can do to keep them safe. So um, yeah, extending appointment times and then the extra cleaning was like one of the main things that um, I focused um, in changing for appointments. I think a lot of clients ask just how facials are keeping safe. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I think, you know, for us, we technicians still wearing the mask. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're even asking like not to have too much conversation yeah. when it's unmasked, but we do a lot of like pre-consult and at post-consult. Yeah. So there, I think things have changed a little bit, um, but since we were so sanitary, you know, and we're doing what we kind of need to do for the service and really for the client yeah. um, that, you know, things didn't change drastically. Right. Know? Um, oh, I'm taking temperatures now too. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, do, are you using a steamer at all? No, so no steamers right now. Nothing that's going to blow like any kind of particles around. The only thing that's blowing air is my air purifier um, that's in the treatment room. So nothing that's going to be like um, causing any little vapors to go out. Um, I'm not using my hydrodermabrasion tools right now just because of the extra, um, I mean, there's little pieces in the, in the machinery that you just don't want any kind of virus or cross-contamination in any way. So we're just not even gonna be using that right now. Um, so again, it's kind of like back to basics and making sure everything is really sanitized between each, each person. Yeah, so it has changed a little bit, but I'm sure the experience hasn't. I don't yeah. think, yeah. Uh, you know, we, we don't use the seamers, but we have hot towels to totally. get the same yeah. effect of opening up the pores and, yeah. um, you know, with keeping the skin open and refreshed and yeah. blood to the surface and things. Yeah, and I think that this year has been just so stressful for a lot of people that people are just so happy to be like on the bed, getting 
a massage, getting a facial, and they're just really happy to be there. Um, and we just all need to do a little bit more TLC and self-care right now. I think so too. I mean, more so than ever, I feel like, you know, people value our services more yeah. uh, and people appreciate the attention, but also having something for themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, the mask, a lot of people wearing masks has affected their skin in different ways. So then they need help to adjust to that. Um, that so. mask thing. The mass knee, I know. Tell us a little bit about the brands that you carry and like why you pick the, the skincare brands. Yeah, so um, I chose my brands because I wanted something that was going to be, um, well, some of my concerns that I wanna make sure is the efficacy of the product for the customer. I always wanna make sure that it's going to be delivering those results. But I also really value um, products that are cruelty-free and more on the plant-based side and ones that have gone through enough testing, you know, to make sure that they're safe and that you're not going to have reactions from them, obviously. So one of my brands that I started carrying this year was Cosmetics, and they're kind of more my kind of clinical line, so very results-driven, but also really gentle for a lot of skin types. Um, about everybody can use it. And I, what I like about that line is that it's a very heavily on the anti-aging side because a lot of the products contain retinol in it. And that's going to be like your number one anti-aging tool. So um, that's one of my favorites right now. And last year I picked up Sorella Apothecary and that's a female owned brand um, based out in Nevada. And that la uh, line is kind of more like my Kind of plant-based natural very like sensory rich line everything smells delicious feels really luxurious and so and it looks the products just look beautiful the packaging yeah, beautiful. is beautiful <laughs> yeah so kind of like all of that aesthetically together is like one of my i just love how it looks <laughs> and it feels and then i also carry face reality which is a an acne care line so all of those products are designed for acne types of skin. Nothing's going to clog the pores. It's completely safe for those that break out or deal with like heavily congested, oily skin. Did you start an online store like most people did during COVID? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of those things where, you know, before COVID, you're like, well, it's just me here. Like there's no need to have an online store when they can just stop by. Um, and then it went into like survival mode, like I said, and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to make an online store. And, um, so I kind of just started getting busy with creating that. I was kind of consulting with my friend, Anna Hessen, who owns, um, Good For You Co, who designed my logo and it's kind of spitballing with her, like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And just got the, the, um, online shop up and running and, that was like such a great way that just streamlined the process. So I wasn't just invoicing people through my Square app um, products because it got a little bit confusing there. <laughs> so much easier to do with uh, the online store. That's great. And are you finding that it's helping now even like past? Yeah, it actually really helped to pick up some traffic with um, people across the country that I've never met. Um, so they just somehow find my store online. They've been able to shop and get product. And it's, yeah, it's a great cause, obviously, because it's supporting small business. So 
Yeah, it's really good. You're buying like major, you're really helping someone small, dependent. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So, um, you know, how, how are things now? Do you feel like they're 90% normal or getting better about yeah, that? So there's obviously the concern with, you always want to make sure that you're safe right now, um, especially with this virus being so, um, we just, I feel like we still just don't know enough about it. And, you know, you can still have, um, have the virus without the symptoms. And so there's just a lot of extra caution, like we talked about that we're doing. And I feel like for the most part, people, if they're not comfortable, they're not coming in right now. And they're just doing the home care from home. But for those that are coming in, I do feel like it's more or less pretty normal now. Um, and things have been booking up quite a bit. So now I'm like seven, eight weeks booked ahead of time, which is amazing. And I feel like super grateful for that, especially just given everything that's happened this year. So yeah, yeah, I feel like things are definitely on the upswing and I'm hoping that like, fingers crossed, no more shutdowns in the future, but we, we don't know, so. Well, it's just keeping everyone safe and um, you know, yeah, I think that's that was the main concern for all of us, all business owners, was just how to operate in this kind of like new world and how yeah. to keep people safe, yourself uh, as well as your clients. Um, and I think there's just more information out now, more you know, so and more ways to help mitigate that and have the safety of it. But I feel like people are, are getting a little bit more comfortable too, and, and things will come back. You know, I, I found that we got new clients and some clients are staying back, but I know that when things kind of lift up a little bit more, they will come back too as well too. So yeah, I think absolutely. see that. How do you feel um, like the career of an esthetician? Was it like, do you feel like it's ever evolving? Do you, I mean, obviously you're still passionate about it. What do you see like the, it kind of growing into? You know, I've been really happy to see over the last um, basically 10 years that I've been in this, that I really do feel like it's growing even more into that kind of holistic focused realm rather than, you know, that like medical kind of feeling. Um, that's something that's not really like my cup of tea. And so I'm really appreciating that that's becoming more mainstream to have these like alternative facial therapies like the gua sha, which is using a stone to help with either massaging the skin, generating circulation, or like cupping services where you're using like reverse pressure to help with um, stimulating circulation and like lymphatics and yeah lymphatic yeah and so I think that it's definitely heading into that more kind of natural holistic kind of realm um and it's becoming more mainstream and I think the consumer has been become more educated and knowledgeable about all those other services and how to be like a better consumer in choosing your product so I think that the consumer is becoming pretty savvy and that helps to drive the industry as well as to what they want to. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, it's a young, I, I feel like it's a young industry, you know, yeah. or that there was 
estheticians, but they might have been in these like luxury spas in main cities. But yeah, or to have the service actually be in a in a small town or small city uh, in a in a historic main street, I see it as as such a trend that it's growing and it's taking place. These businesses are taking place of other businesses that might have went out of the, you know, I feel like our business is, is Amazon proof a little bit, right? Yeah. You know, by <laughs> the product stuff, but because we're service-based, um, it, it allows us to be more resilient. But I feel like the, cl- the customers are really looking for this. Like they really want services like this. And that's what's allowed us to kind of grow and thrive uh, as a trending industry. Um, I just hope that COVID hasn't changed too much that like people will come back you know as an industry yeah oh yeah absolutely I will say that the only thing that I'm like not loving is I do enjoy doing facial massage with without the gloves on because you just get that different feeling or sensation like as you kind of pull on the cheek so those are that's one of those things where I don't think that personally I'll ever go back to doing that but that's one of those things I'm going to miss. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir because I love touch, right? And sometimes yeah, I know. <laughs> you just have to feel it, you know, even yeah. though it's through love sometimes. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's so essential for people. And I think it gives them uh, so much, you know, they get awareness, they get to relax, um, they can see the benefits, um, you know, so much stress is held in the face too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's really why I, I kind of choose that more like sculpted massage kind of approach um, because we hold so much tension up here and especially now when everybody's at home and you're kind of like up with your shoulders and your neck gets all sore, you hold so much tension through this whole region. So, and that affects the face uh, shape and everything. So it's so important to have that that touch therapy. <laughs> you find that people are coming in more because they're zooming and they're like, ah, oh, I'm seeing myself in the screen and I need. You know, I haven't really gotten that feedback yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes a thing. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, people are more hyper-conscious of it because that's like the only thing people are seeing at this right? point. Right, absolutely. What are your business hours? You're not there seven days a week, are you? <laughs> I feel like I am. <laughs> now, so I'm here Monday through Wednesday full time and then I am here part-time Thursdays and Fridays. Cool. Any any plans for the new year? Any other things you're going to launch out? Um there's definitely going to be some changes in services and I'm hoping to expand the hours just a little bit on the weekdays. So, we'll kind of suss that out as it goes. <laughs> I'm sure there's a big demand for, you know, weekend hours. Yes, definitely. I feel like as you've worked in the industry for 10 years and you've always worked weekends, I'm kind of trying to phase out a little bit of that and just offer like one or two weekends each month. Because oh, right. definitely, yeah, there's, there's a few that just can't make it in during the week. Totally understandable. So just trying to be flexible for those individuals. But yeah, hours. It's funny because I found like the patterns changed a little bit, maybe because some people are working from home more. I -hmm. find that my daytime hours are busier than, than, and weekends are always popular, but I think more people are coming in the day than weekday evenings, possibly. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that change, but there has been some consumer behavior changes because of COVID. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. 
Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that too, too, so much on my end. Um, I usually am booked like 10 to 630. Um, and I feel like my, my evening hours are always popular. I feel like that's always been something that's been kind of in demand, but I'll have to pay more attention and see if there's any other changes with that. I always like an evening one because it's like, clean, then yeah. you could go home and you could have yeah. some tea and just relax. And then your, your skin's glowing. That's what I always say, yes. I think booking like a 5 p.m. facial and you go home, you are totally in a Zen state and you just kind of glide home. Like you said, get comfy and go to bed. <laughs> yep. And like your face is all clean. So you just yeah. like let it all just <laughs> soak in and like rest and everything. Yeah. And people will probably sleep a ton better because they've had that self-care. Yeah. Um, it's that know. time for your central nervous system to actually calm down and you kind of unwind from your day and like totally relax. You're in that kind of um, just very peaceful mode. Um, how have you found working downtown and the community? Do you, have you enjoyed it? Do you love the feel of it? Like, you know, I'm sure you could just yeah. like go downstairs, get some, you know, uh, coffee and, and just yeah. see the community and stuff. <laughs> yes. Hyperion, I'm like always there, but yeah, I love being downtown. It's been such a great place to be. Um, so I don't know if you know this, but I work part-time at Willow. And so it's like, they're right down the street, Hyperion's down the street. You probably don't um, even need to leave I don't the even block. need to leave the block. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's really great. And I think like you were saying, the entire community downtown is so supportive. And, you know, like we have so many great entrepreneurs in our town and when you're an entrepreneur, you get it, what it's like to be, to, you know, support yourself and for you to support other people, um, your employees. And so I feel like there's an even greater sense of support because it's like, like supports like. And right. so I've been really, really happy with it. I, I definitely like it more than when I was working like up in Manassas in a more like office building kind of setting that was a little bit away from the downtown area. And I feel like there just wasn't as much like camaraderie and um, networking within that. So I, I feel like- true. You know, that, I mean, if you, if you were in an office building, like you wouldn't have the type of marketing or collaboration, um, but you know, I feel like this downtown there's, you can have that balance a little bit and yep. everyone's in it together. You know, I love, I love that there's, a lot of options you know this downtown has you know multiple like wellness places and yeah. multiple yoga studios multiple coffee shops and that's all a good thing yeah. uh, to have because then it it just you know as someone can find something for everyone you know Absolutely. Um, yeah and i think like it really helps to create more of an experience for your customer because, you know, like they can come in for their service and then make a little day of it for themselves and like go shopping, go grab coffee, go grab lunch with a friend. And it just like, it's another way to just kind of give back to yourself too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's, it, there's, it just extends your time downtown. Yeah. Um, so you can really have a nice day of it too. Um, so what's next on your forefront? Uh, anything, if you can plan out like two to three years out, what would you like next for Soleil Skin Studio? Um, well, I feel like 
things are good the way they are right now. I hope that again, no more shutdowns or anything, but something that I've always like wanted to just get into was just to expand the more um, health side of everything and kind of just get more into my nutrition, um, like coaching and maybe get back to my roots in yoga uh, teaching too. So kind of like incorporating all of that into the little facial world that I have too. So yeah. I, I think people keep asking me like, what's next? And I'm like, after this year, I'm just going to relax. Like yeah, I'm not exactly. going to do anything more because uh, it was a lot this year just to rethink everything, you know? Oh yeah, totally. I know I booked a trip to Iceland where my family lives and for next year. And I'm just like ready to go hiking, <laughs> relax with friends and family over there and yeah, <laughs> be done with 2020. Yes, that's so awesome. <laughs> Well, I, this is so fun because we've, we've passed by a lot and we know a lot of common people, but we've never really had a sit down. Yeah. Um, so I, I really appreciate the time and just kind of like reconnecting. And um, it's so interesting for me because it's just like, you're in the biz. Yeah. Like, are we seeing the same thing? And it just was a really tough year, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it totally was. But no, I'm looking forward to my next uh, nail service over at Skin Touch. Oh, yeah. Jennifer, so <laughs> it's yeah, always like my little oasis to get over there. I'll sneak by too sometimes as I need <laughs> self-care and things. Yes. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I love that we support each other. Um, yeah. And uh, we just need to like hang out with each other more because then we would just realize we're all going through it together. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think that that is like, again, one of those things with downtown is all the estheticians that I've talked to, like they're so supportive of each other and we're all in it together. So there's no, you know, like we, we just like talk it through. Yeah. There's, it's a, a really good tight knit community. I feel like we all know each other and, yep. th and there's just so much more than enough, I think, you know, yep. uh, with clients and people and things that like, there's not, a, you know, not a lot of overlap everyone has their own yeah exactly you know totally. uh, which i love too well thanks for your time this was super fun <laughs> okay bye. bye thank you for listening to behind the register i'm your host brian lamb and this episode was produced by Haley harkins special thanks to fredericksburg virginia main street for hosting our episode we hope you enjoyed knowing a bit more about your local small business Please support your local business for Small Business Saturday and this upcoming holiday season. If you like what you heard, support us. Share, comment, and give us a like. We'll catch you next time as we go Behind the Register.